When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Ryder, did somebody tell me that the Phillies have asked us to throw out the first pitch? Um, we, I became friends this this summer when I went to Alaska. One of the families that I was there with, the, the father is um, a producer, uh, manager. He, he does theatrical events for the Phillies. So he oh, cool. said, he was like, oh, you want to do something at the stadium? Like, you come. We'll do something. You guys can at least throw out the first pitch. But they also, they do concerts there, obviously, like big concerts. Like when I saw him, he had just, the night before, had had Elton John out. Um, So I don't think we could sell out the stadium. 
But they also have like <laughs> mini theaters. I think there's like other sections of the the stadium where they do I don't live know. events and Us stuff. in Philly, let's sell out the stadium, guys. I think we could do it. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting is they have all those little kiosks everywhere, like the food kiosks. So one of those would be perfect size to do a Chubbies <laughs> pop-up. Oh, I thought you were just going to say one us. of those <laughs> yeah, we, we, to do our so, show. One of those would be good for you, Will. You could just have a kiosk. Uh, Danielle and I'll take over <laughs> the stadium. With, <laughs> yeah. No, it'd be perfect size for a Chubby's pop-up because it's oh, not too oh, big wow. a space and it's already set up. So it would probably work. Uh, uh, we were, I, would, I would want good food for Chubby's. Like, man, well, well, that's a good... Good burgers. That's a good question. Is is They'd have to be good burgers and what? Good dogs or just... Like what would be what would be at Chubby's? Well, or we just do I mean, like the show Philly food. Philly cheese steak would be like the sort of no. What if we just did, we just did green beans and Jello? That's what I mean. It's <laughs> green beans <laughs> and, and Jello, punch. and everything's cold, and you can't choke anything down. That's and you what can it only be. you can't take bites. You have to take fake <laughs> bites of burgers exactly. and leave and it push on your stuff plate. around with your fork. That's, <laughs> the you pick Chubby's up a fry, up. you put it towards your mouth, and then just throw it over your shoulder <laughs> real quick. Yeah. You start choking because they're not cooked. It's like, can we, can we the fries, serve Dr. Papson? Dr. Papson. Yes. That's oh, idea. man. That's a great idea. That's we get no, John Capados to, uh, to lead it. I also have a, have a dream of the Chubbies that we do things at having really good food. Yeah. I, I think mm-hmm. maybe because I seem to remember the Chubbies set actually having the worst fake food. For some reason, the food we had in the chubby scenes was even worse than the food I remember from the cafeteria scenes. I agree. I agree hundred percent. Yeah, I guess it's just burgers yeah. and fries don't 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 last no. more than you know you what know, it should be minutes. like? You know what chubby should be like? It should be like Ruby's. Because mm-hmm. Ruby's was so Ruby's good. Ruby's is delicious. It's one of the best burgers I've ever had in my life and it oh, should man. be straight up like Ruby's. Oh, Gosh, so Ruby's is delicious. My absolute favorite diner of all time. I mean, listen, we're doing it again. We're doing writer's least favorite thing, which is starting our show off by talking about food. It's, it's McDonald's. I, I know. It's important God. food to talk about. You know, we all, Sue and I made it three for three. I was telling Danielle before on the way home, we grabbed McDonald's after the so live show. all three of us all ate McDonald's us. on our live show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, oh, did you order man. for five people, Will? No, uh, my wife was with me, so I pretended I wasn't that hungry. <laughs> um, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I guess I'll just order for me. Have I told that story? I must have no, told that story. But there is you a story. Us. Didn't you yeah. didn't you have like a, a a burger eating competition at one point in your adolescence? With myself. It no, wasn't like I thought, I, you, I thought you like were with your football team or something and you ate like 30 something cheeseburgers. No, like, it was 17. It was 17 oh in one God. sitting. That's crazy. What size? What kind? The regular McDonald's cheeseburgers. Okay. Okay. Like a, like a I, Happy Meal cheeseburger. Correct. Okay. And I ran out of money like 10 in and people in the <laughs> restaurant were just buying me burgers because they wanted to see if I could eat them. <laughs> so I was probably like, I was probably 13, maybe it was like freshman in high school at this point. Wow. And it was it was just, hey man, I'll buy him too because I want to see if he can hold him down, kind of thing. <laughs> and I stopped at seventeen. Yeah, it was. It was oh my gosh! Yeah, oh it was God. awesome. Yeah, I can't. I've never. I've never watched like food eating competitions. I know that they're like remarkable and people. Jensen but I, I, makes me idea. watch them on the Fourth of July. We have to watch the hot dog eating contest. <laughs> yes, That's not so something you should be forced to do. It's brilliant. The announcer for that the annou- thing no, is the one of the funniest persons I've ever, people I've ever heard. Is genius. He's brilliant. He's it is brilliant. truly genius, but yeah. it's mostly the watching them dip the, br- the buns into yeah. the liquid and into then the they're, water. 
Stop. Well, sometimes it's water. Sometimes it's like fruit punch and their fingers oh come out and it's yeah. just oh God. pink yeah. and disgusting and makes me sick to my stomach. Have you ever seen Joey Chestnut train for the hot dog eating cut? He's made like these mouth things where he just chews on them. So he builds up the, like his jaw muscle. He works it oh as if he's training for a sport. It's oh. insane to watch this guy training to do this. It's and nuts. They win money, right? I mean, it's a real yeah. a good amount of money. And it's, yeah. it's there's a apparently an eating circuit that can get really nasty. Like they have <laughs> they have awful contests. So how awful O F F A L. Like you have to eat brains and stuff. Reality show comp like about like the the no, the what there dirty should be is a Christopher the Guest movie about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Why don't you're... we make a Christopher Guest movie and Will will be the star? Thank uh, you. Know, eater. What a great idea. I'll that's that. that's I'll what we need. Have yeah. you seen Chicken People? Is that what it's called? The one the so speaking of a Christopher Guest type of movie, but that's actually real. It's either on Netflix or Hulu, and it's people that raise show chickens. Oh, <laughs> so it's they show them like a dog show, but it's Aww. all that I have to write. And you think it's fake. Right. Right. And it's not very real. It's yeah. completely and totally real. And they're crossbreeding. And I've been working on this one line of chickens for 20 years. It's it's worth a watch. OK, I'll watch Chicken People. I'm into that. <laughs> uh, welcome to Pod Meets World. I'm Danielle Fischel. I'm Ryder Strong. I am Wilford L. We watched an incredible episode. <laughs> I had so much fun watching this episode and I realized Ryder had the correct memory or Will had the correct memory of of Lee doing the southern right. accent. We were both yeah. right because I, I then he the also did the right. Scandinavian. Yeah. You said the Scandinavian, yeah. yeah. It was so funny. I think funny. that was both of you. I think that was both of you because yeah, I don't remember Yeah, I was like, scene. I remember a different one. And then I was like, oh my gosh, it was both. Yep, I did both. not remember the tag of this at all. Like there were so many moments of it oh, I didn't I remember. every part of the show. It's did so I remember you? none of this. Yes. I remember this one, none I mean, of this. But both this and the next episode are indelible to me. For some, it's like, it's like, it's the middle of the season where writers zoned out. <laughs> and then I like came back because I remembered every line. It was so funny. Wow. I remember the costumes. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's. But I also just remember. I mean, this one's fun. It's different, yeah. right? We had a swing yeah. set of the the stage building yeah. Shakespeare. I everybody in fun costumes. Yeah, and you got to see William Daniels doing Shakespeare. I know it was great. It really yeah. was. Well, let me tell. Let us tell yeah. our listeners Sorry. what we're talking about. This is the synopsis: <laughs> is that Corey gets cast as Hamlet in the school play, but when he thinks the material is too soft, he quits. It was season one, episode twenty. The play's the thing. It originally aired April 29th, ninth, nineteen ninety four. It was directed by David Trainer, written by Ed Dechter and John Strauss, and as guest cast, we had Ryan Tomlinson as the spear carrier. I remember him. I did too, actually. The only thing I remembered was his face. Cause I, I saw him yep. in the background and I went, that guy's got lines. Like yep. he he has lines. That's not an extra. I yeah. remember him. He was speaking. there all week, I guess, because I t- he, he's again like a just a I have a very clear memory of hanging out with him and talking with him and yeah. yeah. So, so funny. funny. I remember the overall feeling of this week being yeah. big, like, oh, uh-huh. we get to wear costumes and we're doing a play. Yep. And like, I do remember Turn there the classroom being a- into a circle. Like, that was yes! so cool to see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I remember that. And I remember being very excited that I was Ophelia and um, knowing that like Lee and I got to work together kind of in that really funny way with him stepping on me. Like all of that I remembered. Uh, then there were so many things like I did not remember Ryan Tomlinson. And when he started mm-hmm. speaking, all the way at the end of the episode, I was like, whoa, I'm sorry. <laughs> Brand new character in the tag? That yeah. seems yeah. like a something we've never done before. So yep. 
Let's jump into the recap. We start in Feeney's classroom. Feeney walks in and asks the class to let out their most agonizing groan and then announces it's time for the springtime class play and everyone groans again, but he has been there, done that. Writer, I noticed at the very opening part of the scene, is that the girl that you guys called Simi? Yes, in the back. In the back, like... I'm sure. uh, Is it to your left? Yeah, 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 she's always there. Yeah, the one behind Dusty. The one yeah. behind Dusty. Yeah. Yes, okay, yeah. Okay. Great. So I, I, I really noticed her today. I was like, oh, yeah. that mm-hmm. must be see me. Yeah. And yeah, then, uh, and then Dusty while, yeah. has a real big part in this one. He's everywhere. Dusty's the star of the show. <laughs> Dusty, where are you, Dusty? Still searching for Dusty. Searching so for Dusty. Feeney hypes up the selection this year and announces the class will be doing selected scenes from Hamlet. Feeney tells Sean he will be a spear carrier, which doesn't have many lines to memorize. Topanga will play Ophelia, a challenging role who goes insane. Typecasting. Topanga calls Corey a Brillo head. Yes. I didn't know that that ever came back after that first episode. I think this might be the only time. It's also the only time I feel like Topanga's been insulting. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the same thing. I kind of liked it because I kind of like that there's a part of her... That's I don't know. There was something where I fire with fire. Yes. And I'm also still I'm still real. I'm still a kid. I still have this in my arsenal. What I know you don't like to call you. So, yeah, here's what I'm going to say to remind you to mind yourself. And there was something kind of cool about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of new well, Topanga. Well, there's something about this whole episode, which is like everybody's aware of Corey's character. You know what I mean? Right. Like at the yeah. end of this scene, obviously, is a tee up of like, he talks all the time. He never takes anything seriously. Yeah. And he's, you know, setting up Corey. And that's only possible after 20 episodes of yeah. establishing this character. And, and and it's fun that everybody sort of knows him. You know, they, they yeah. all know each other, of course. But it's just it just goes to show like how how a story can evolve, you know, when you've seen the same characters doing similar situations over and over again. So at this point, we're very, we can make fun of him. We can make fun of each other. And yeah, it's fun. I also feel like this episode, obviously a number of the shows had aired. Mm -hmm. So this audience seemed like one of the first audiences that were straight up Boy Meets World fans. They were Mm -hmm. in... You heard they were reacting to a whole bunch of stuff. It it yeah. didn't seem like a forced audience that we had some of the beginning ones when people didn't know the show. It right. seemed like we're now starting to get audiences that were coming specifically to watch our show being done. It makes a big difference. Yeah, yeah it definitely makes a big difference when you just otherwise have a bunch of people in there who are like, what are we watching? Right, yeah. <laughs> and now we've got to watch it three times in a row and now I'm yeah. bored and now I'm fake laughing and now I'm doing this. But we're now they're in and you've got them from the second you start. It's it's great. It's, it totally changes the show. So Feeney says Minkus will play Polonius, but Minkus says Polonius only has 48 lines. He wants to play the lead instead. (laughs) He knows that. (laughs) Feeney says Hamlet is hard to cast because he gets on a lot of people's nerves. He makes a lot of mistakes and he never shuts up. And everyone does the slow turn to Corey. And Corey says, what? Do I have a booger? Which I thought was very funny. I do too. When it comes to Podmeets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. 
Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ionic 5 is a tech forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. As a podcast focused on reliving memories from our past, I can tell you firsthand, as you get older, your memory just isn't as reliable as it used to be. Yeah, if we didn't have Will here, there would be a lot of dead air. (laughs) That is true, Robert. Well, guys, since I know you need a little help, you're going to love Legacy Box. It's the safest way to digitize your home videos and pictures, even when you think you don't have a way to watch them anymore. Oh, this is perfect, especially with Mother's Day right around the corner. It really is the perfect gift for the whole family, whether it's a sweet 16 or college graduation. First steps or performing a Backstreet Boys dance in between scenes on your childhood network sitcom. This is the way to reconnect with your history. The process is so easy. You just fill your legacy box with old VHS or camcorder tapes, pictures, negatives, film reels. I mean, they even work with over 15 different types of analog media, so they have you covered. Then you just send the box back and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the U.S. And you'll get it all back on the cloud or on a thumb drive along with your originals. I recently sent off my first box to Legacy Box and I got into my old storage unit and found about 40 tapes, all different media. And I was able to label each one and send it off. I cannot wait to see what these tapes hold. Jensen and I also recently got some of his home videos digitized and being able to hear his parents' voices again has been a real gift. So join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Go to LegacyBox.com world to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. It's time to connect with your past and make sure those memories are preserved properly. That's LegacyBox.com world. Summer is steadily approaching and you know what that means. Wearing a shirt at the beach so I don't look like a sad radish for the entire vacation. Okay, maybe. Being thirsty? Yes, Ryder, you got it. It is time to go outside and bask in the glory that is sunshine with barbecues and hikes and trips to exotic locations. With your shirt on? Yes, with your shirt on. 
it is time to jump into a camper van with your son and your wife and torture everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with all these summer activities, it's so important that you stay hydrated. And we're here to tell you all about Liquid IV. It has three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients in a single stick. It's clear why Liquid IV is the number one powdered hydration brand in America. You just rip open a packet and pour it into your water and bam, you're hydrating with electrolytes, essential vitamins, and clinically tested nutrients. But most importantly, it tastes good. It's so easy and perfect after a workout, which I do to replenish after a nice long run. And you can travel with Liquid IV right there in your pocket. Add it to a water on a flight or after a big night when you need just a little assistance to get up in the morning. Tear, pour, live more. One stick plus 16 ounces of water hydrates better than water alone. And with sugar-free flavors like white peach, green grape, raspberry melon, and lemon lime, you can't miss. Turn your ordinary water into extraordinary hydration with Liquid IV. Get 20% off your first order of Liquid IV when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code WORLD at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WORLD at liquidiv.com. And then we are into our opening credits and we end up in the Matthews backyard slash side yard. Backyard. Backyard still. Corey is practicing mini golf with Morgan, pretending to be a windmill, waving her arms and her legs back and forth. (laughs) And I thought this was interesting because all of a sudden it sets up that Corey Corey and Alan are going to be teamed up again in a mini golf tournament at the Jersey Shore. And it's the first time we've ever mentioned a Jersey Shore. There's no mention of even like a vacation ahead of time. It's just like I for a second was like, wait a minute, where's the show taking place? What do you mean the Jersey Shore? Like, what is going on? But. It then ends up being that they they take a family trip to the Jersey Shore every year and that they compete in a golf tournament. Is it just mm-hmm. the four of you or are there other people competing in this thing? I think it's supposed to be a family thing. It's always mom and Eric versus Alan and Corey. And right, it's like they've then... gone seven years. In the, I didn't remember this storyline at all. Like at it's all. not really that memorable. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's kind of also, random. Because he does yeah. say, I'm not going to lose again in front of everyone on the Jersey Shore, which makes me feel like it's a competition that you as a family are, you two are like against each other, but there are also other people competing. Oh, it's like a big family. Like maybe it's like a market giant vacation kind yeah, of thing like a, normally. Like right. a work trip where all the families compete against each other or something. Gotcha. Well, it does say market giant on the like when in the yeah. course that they end up building and yeah, yeah do, I mean like is the idea there that that Alan and Amy built an entire like they made all that or they took it from an I think they made it I think they backyard. tried to make it look because yeah. one of the things I noticed is like the one of the things looks like it's Morgan's dollhouse so they kind yeah. of grab stuff oh. that was there to kind of make it look I also gotcha. love how again nobody else in the family exists and it was called Corey's golf course We'll get into that later. <laughs> trauma. Also, Alan does say he put the imperceptible groove in part of yeah, it, he so cheated. that he, he yeah, so he he did it himself. Which again, I'll get into when we talk about it. Where did anyone come up with the time for this? I As know. a parent, it seems easier to just drive to the Jersey Shore than it does Honestly, to build an entire build the I'm whole not thing. Sure, any of this really you makes can't sense. afford the drive there, but you can afford a nine-hole mini golf course at your house <laughs> in your own. Backyard side in your yard. home back, backside yard. Yes, exactly. <laughs> very strange. Uh, well, Eric comes out and he asks Corey for cash. And Corey, very, very, in a very nondescript kind of throwaway way, says, I'm allowance boy. Oh, that, there another it is, boy, the allowance another, boy. 
now so they're throwing. Now, this is three now, right? We've had yes, we've Risk had three. Boy, Risk boy, allowance boy. Oh, uh, not sidekick, but something like accomplice. Accomplice, accomplice boy. boy. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. This is the first one that's like you can tell he's not really committed. He's like, I'm allowance boy. <laughs> I'm allowance boy. <laughs> ben, Ben's like, are we still doing this? Are okay. we still doing this one? Not going to sell it. Still, right. still right. in the script. Allowance yeah. boy. That's fine. And I am once again. They've decided now just full grunge. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's actually a better sleeves. look for you. It's really and, cool. Yeah. And you've just gotten a haircut. I could tell. I was like, Will's hair looks like it was cut that day. It probably was, but yours yeah. I noticed is steadily getting longer. Longer, and they yeah, just, just want—they're they, just, they just keeping it going. Me. <laughs> they're just keeping. I mean, it going. after the else, fugitive, it was like, oh, let, just let him have long hair. Yeah, go. your oh, hair God. has gotten so long, it's starting to curl again. It's yes. like they straightened it, but it's oh, also yeah. still starting to well, curl. That's, in real life, I would get wigs because they would just flip out on oh, the sides. Right. So uh. that's why they would straighten it on the show to keep it sort of contained right. in real life. Especially because like back then I was washing my hair every day. Like every time I would yeah. take a shower, I would shampoo my hair, which uh, you Not shouldn't good do. For you. And yeah. yeah, and it just means that your hair gets super frizzy because I wouldn't put any product in it or anything. So right. in real life, my hair was just gigantic and all over the place and flipping It's out. funny though, because there's times where it comes back around and curls in and it almost looks like a mustache. <laughs> yep. It yep. does. It comes this way and comes, it's very, yeah. <laughs> It's, it's such a hair show. You know who else looks like they just got a haircut in this episode? Who? Dusty. Mm. Really? Yeah. Yes. In one of the classroom scenes, maybe even that opening scene, there was a great shot of Dusty, and I was like, Dusty fully just got a haircut. I mean, he <laughs> must have had a haircut the day before. It is crisp, let me tell you. So Dusty. Eric says that they cut salaries 5% at the market, and Eric says if Corey gives him $5, Eric will throw the golf tournament this year. What does Eric need five dollars so badly for? Right, <laughs> and it's, even if you cut five percent of your salary, you still don't have five dollars. <laughs> I mean, right, you know what you I mean? You are it's living like penny to penny, <laughs> I mean, my friend. Hand to mouth, apparently, <laughs> for Eric, because it's like I'll throw, I will throw the tournament. I'll do all this stuff Just for please, five dollars. I know. I thought. I thought the five dollars was. I guess they had to find the balance between asking Corey for an amount of money he might actually have, and maybe you're collecting more money from other people. But I mean, if you're throwing the tournament for five bucks, imagine five what you do for fifty. I know. So oh God, I don't even want to know what Eric would do for fifty dollars. So that Corey, kind of going back to our old theory, that kind of makes sense. So if it's a market giant thing, yeah. Because then he, when he says we had to cancel the vacation, it's Alan not just canceling it for the family. Ah, He's canceling it for all the, the employees store. of Market right. Giant, too, which kind of gives it more gravitas, I think, mm. if that's accurate or not. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, don't, I mean, they're just not clear. No. no, no. It's a little bit of a like really loose premise. They're like, let's just, uh, there's a vacation and they have to cancel it. And let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the kids are doing Hamlet. Like, okay. It could be, I mean, that's the thing is like with sitcom, you know, it could be a rewrite that came in the yep. day before we were shooting. And yeah. then you're like, tell the art department they've got to build an entire golf course in the backyard oh and gosh. they have 12 hours to do that. I mean, yeah. there's so many times when stuff like that would happen, right? Like, uh, 
that's just the nature of the beast. Like if if a B storyline suddenly changed, everybody would have to get different wardrobe or different props. And yeah. t- you know, and it sends like 50 people into like no sleep mode for two days. Yeah. Uh, you know, production's intense. Production is but like- But we would just show up and be like, look, miniature I golf know. course. Actors. Uh, yeah, we were just oblivious to, to all the work and everybody's putting in. Take all in the credit, that, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh man, thank you so much to the props art department. To set everyone. Deck. Everybody, everybody that helped oh us. Oh my God. Everybody that helped us because we never probably gave you the proper credit as the the self absorbed young actors that we were. Like, oh my we God. got squirt guns. Like, yeah, I had to <laughs> drive to nine places to go get that at three o'clock in the morning. Yes. Thank you very and much. And then I couldn't find the one the producers wanted, so I built this one from yeah, the parts exactly. in my own house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're like, thanks so much, Jeff. It's Jared. Whatever. <laughs> like that. You know, That's that was not us. true. We were not like that. That makes us sound very bad. We actually were not like that. Not towards. Not later. I think in the beginning we were all still so star starstruck of kind of being there. At least I know I was that it was still the magic of TV. It wasn't the work that tons of people were putting in, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So, yeah. Thank you. Wow. I can't believe all this comes together magically. Exactly. (laughs) Look what TV can do. Yeah. No, no. So Corey says he doesn't need Eric to rig the tournament, but then Eric hits a hole in one and says, yeah, you do. And then we're back in Feeney's classroom. The class is rehearsing Hamlet with Corey rattling off Hamlet lines. Eventually, he calls it garbage. Corey <laughs> thinks he can make the play better and tells Feeney to make it like Die Hard. He says all Hamlet does is talk, even when no one is there. Feeney says Hamlet is one of literature's most human characters with consequences and decisions. And then Topanga walks in her Ophelia dress. And I remember this costume, of course, because it is everything little Danielle loves more than anything. It was great. Velvet, puffy sleeves. It was like funny because you could have almost just worn that as Topanga. Like if if there was an episode where you just showed up in that, I don't think anybody would have batted an eye. It would have just been like, oh, this is part of the character. Exactly. It's not that much different. And no. I go growing up, I was absolutely obsessed with the Little Mermaid's wedding dress where she had those big poofy white sleeves. And so as a kid, any dress with a poof. Oh, I loved it. So Those I remember back thinking, now, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah, the big sleeve thing. I don't I don't get it. But it's, it's everybody Listen. looks like the pioneer woman now. Listen, there <laughs> girls there. are There's like girl hot and guy hot things that girls think are hot. Most guys are like. What is that? What are you doing? Yeah. And then the things that guys think are hot, we just don't care about. <laughs> uh, maybe that, yeah. Because Sue, Sue bought dresses like that. She came out and she's like, what do you think? I was like, I think it looks like you're on the wagon train. What do you want me to say? Like, what What are you doing? Are we cooking over an open flame tonight? Like, what's happening? She's like, this is the style. Like, okay, great. Okay. Well, Very whatever strange. makes you happy, Looking honey. good, Dr. Quinn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's what it looked like. So strange. Oh, my And another goodness. Jean-Claude Van Damme reference. Mm-hmm. Listen, we got a fan on staff. Right? There's got to be because we've had se- we'll have several over seven years. We have yeah. Jean-Claude Van Damme references. Well, was one of our writers like all, Mike Van Damme? There's a Steven Seagal reference. There's a Arnold Schwarzenegger references we've made. I mean, these, now these Bruce were just Willis the heroes. Bruce one. Willis. Yep. It was, there, were, oh, there was just the era of like, I mean, it still yeah. is a thing, right? Like there's yeah. Liam Neeson Taken movies the last 10 years ago. Like every every decade has like that figure okay. that like tough guy By the way, is not going to take it sitting not to down. Get it's also off a great topic. name. Yeah, it's, but also not to get off topic, but how many times can your kid be taken before it's just your fault? 
There's like taking four now or whatever. It's like, okay, Is the it first always the one. Same kid? Maybe you're just not responsible. I've never seen it. I've never seen a single one. Oh, the first one, one is brilliant. The first one's yeah. amazing. And then you're like, the second one, it's like, I'm being taken again. Like, really? Maybe you're the just same person? Just... Well, now they get taken. The, the parents get taken and the kid helps them. And then by the third one, you're like, okay, you just suck at this parenting thing. Like, maybe this is not in your forte. I know, I'm sorry. I don't mean to get off, but it's like by the third one, you're going, come on, your fault. Come on now. I can't, I can't, I can't be invested if you're going to be this lazy. (laughs) I can't. Was this the first time Jedediah was, was mentioned? No. You've you've mentioned Jedediah before, right? Yeah. Yeah, Because the bookstore. Baseball game. The baseball game, right. The softball game, right. Okay, gotcha. Right. And the unicorn bookstore, rainbow unicorn bookstore, right? Yeah. Yeah. And here he sews. Big joke. Yes. And Jedediah, Jedediah had made his costume last night. (laughs) And. Hmm? I sew. And I did at that age. Like, that's what I took home ec for. I loved to sew. That's right. We talked about home ec. Yeah. So the idea that it was like, that was the joke that a guy can sew was weird to me. Even then, I remember being like, but I I like to sew. Well, before we even got to the sewing joke, Corey says he doesn't want to wear tights and said maybe if Hamlet had worn pants, he could have made a decision or two. And then Topanga calls him out and asks if that was a sexist joke. And Corey says, well, that's what I was shooting for. (laughs) Yeah, which I thought was great. Like, just just own it. Exactly. I actually, it's it's exactly right. You did it. I called you out for it. And you were like, yes, yes, I did. That's that's what I was aiming for. No, that totally worked for me. It was my then follow up with the sewing that I was like, that's a cheap shot. And and you could kind of tell the audience didn't quite go for it. There was a little bit of like like that at all. It's like, why is Sean saying that? (laughs) I don't know. Like, I think we could have just cut that line. Could have just, because I think it ends with Corey being like, yeah, that's what I was aiming for. You're right. It was a little hat on a hat. And the second hat wasn't that funny yeah no. it's a great joke the uh the yeah that's what i was going yeah. for yeah that's, that's what, what i was shooting for. for totally worked yeah there i was a weird music cue did anybody else hear there was just right mm-hmm. after that the music changed in a very bizarre way and it was like what the mm. what was really that? yeah mm. really weird music change right there hmm yeah. you didn't hear that Corey says if feeney won't listen to his ideas then he quitteth which quitteth. <laughs> quitteth it was cute yeah. i like that he put his hand on his heart too i uh-huh. quitteth quitteth, quitteth. And then he walks out, and then we're in the school hallway. Wait, very I, quickly. Sorry. Yeah. Why did he qu- I, I didn't fully get why he quit. It's just because Tights. Feeney yeah. wouldn't wouldn't change the play, and he didn't want to wear the costume. He didn't right? want to. Yeah, he wouldn't change the costume for Corey. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, I mean, he, he also starts the scene just hating the character and hating Right. Yeah, and wanting it to be like Die Hard, and why can't we do this? It's Yeah, it is. It's kind of a whole overhaul, but the mm-hmm. straw that really broke the Corey's back was the tights. The panty was the host. Uh, can yeah. we just go back for a second? I very distinctly remember the Jimmy Dean sausage theory line. Oh, like, really? Do you remember this? Yes. <laughs> because I, I, I remember being like, what? It, I, I, I didn't get it at the time, of course, because I didn't know who Francis Bacon was. I did, you know, right. it's like such a weird little, but yeah, I totally, that's what I remember so much about this episode. Obviously, like with my costume later and the fat yeah. suit, that's probably yeah. why. But even lines like that, I didn't remember the sewing line, but I remember the Jimmy Dean sausage line. It's Have funny. you ever had had a lot of fun and talked to a you know a Shakespeare historian or a Shakespeare expert and jokingly said you know it's uh, Francis Bacon could have written them all and watched the the color drain from their face yeah. As they, no, I've as, never had that experience. That seems oh. like a very niche experience to have. You know, when you're talking with your Shakespeare scholars. I friends. have a friend who's a Shakespeare historian. I Shakespeare do. historians. And I then do. Have you I ever made is. the joke? I mean, I was about- an English major. So, yes, so there you go. I've had Thank this you. conversation multiple times. But I don't know two why you were happy. 
because a friend of mine was a, is a Shakespeare historian, and when I say that to her, it's one of our on running jokes. I'm like, when when you know, so when Bacon was writing all the plays, and she's like, well, you could just please, it's like one of our favorite, you know, well, your normal Shakespearean jokes that you have with people. Mm-hmm. That is right. a bit of a, of course, a bit, it please, is a bit niche. all of you who've had that experience, please send us an email. Oh, I don't I mind asking for that. Happen. Can't, yes. I can't wait for anybody who's had that experience and made that little Francis Bacon joke and then yes. seen the color drain from their face. Yes, and yeah. potteth meat worldeth. Yeah. Hit us up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago and loving Hyundai. If we could, we would take Hyundai to prom. Technically, Hyundai is more visible on this show than Topanga. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to a 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ioniq 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. Say teched-out again. Nope, that was a one-time show. Snooze, you lose. Well, either way, the Hyundai Ioniq 5 is a tech-forward electric SUV. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. So that means your car won't die out like the Matthews family vehicle on New Year's Eve, forcing you to miss out on kissing supermodel Rebecca Alexa in front of all of Philadelphia. And with available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car. Backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, Jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Or sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by the experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Not a website, but a person in your community that would help you for free. Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. Express Employment Professionals is the local jobs expert you can trust, and they never charge a fee to help with your job search. 
Go to ExpressPros.com to find the office near you or download the Express Jobs app to get started. With a wide range of opportunities in a variety of industries, from welding to sales, forklift operator to customer service, the team at Express is ready to help you or someone you know take the next career step. Whether you're looking for a contract job for the summer or a new full-time role, turn to Express Employment. Interviewing with Express Employment professionals can be as easy as a phone call. And one application with Express puts you in the running for numerous opportunities in your community. Don't go in your job search alone. Visit ExpressPros.com today. So we're in the school hallway. Sean asks Corey if Feeney will give in to Corey's ideas. And Corey says Feeney has no choice. No one else knows all the lines. And then Minkus comes up behind them in the hallway wearing... Oh, oh my so gosh. Funny. So good. Just so good. in his all black vest suit thing, and he's reciting Hamlet's lines. Oh, God, he's so good. He jokes about doing the role with a Scandinavian accent <laughs> and walks off saying, Soft you now, the fair of my orsons be all my sins remembered. Which I remember when he said it at the table. At the table read. Do you guys remember it? No, I no, don't. But it's so funny. I mean, he's just brilliant. I, 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 he yeah. did it at the table read. It just killed. It was the kind of laugh where you have to fully reset the show almost. Where it's like, oh. it is such an explosive laugh. And every and then it just kind of trickles off. And then it starts over again. And you're like, okay, okay, okay. We have mm-hmm. to get back into the read. Uh-huh. It was hilarious and then all week and it it just never got less funny and watching it now i was like that's the moment i remember more than anything i wrote Um, right after he walked off the set uh, with the doing the swedish chef which is hysterical i wrote how does he only have two episodes left i know i don't get it i'm sorry i know we've talked about it a hundred times but i don't get how you watch these performances possibly the biggest mistake of boy meets world history easily easily in my opinion the biggest mistake of boy meets world history easily you left so much comedy on the table only works because of lee yeah Yeah. you know what i mean like this episode is is mildly funny without lee with lee it's a funny episode i will be honest jensen's a little concerned that the show won't be funny anymore he's like how's the show even gonna be funny without him so I don't know. It, it is. We'll have to find it, out. They and I just keep going to that kid standing next to Harley in a hallway, and oh Harley gosh. is his best friend. Is mm. comedy for years? Yeah. So yeah, it's such a shame. Anyway, such a I know shame. we harp on it. I know. Anyway, okay. Corey calls him Prince Hagendas, which I also <laughs> thought was a very funny line that I didn't remember, yeah. and says Feeney will beg for him to come back to the play, and it'll be like Hambo. Okay. Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're in the Matthews kitchen. Corey tells Eric he just sank 18 in a row, but Eric says the tournament has been canceled because of the pay cuts at the market, and now they can't afford to go on the trip. But Corey says Alan is the boss. He can do whatever he wants. And then he goes into the Matthews living room. He asks Alan why they're not going bills on their trip everywhere. to the Jersey Shore. Bills yeah. all over the place. Bills, bills, bills. <laughs> She's sewing his shirt. I know. There's like a hole in his shirt. They, she has yeah. to fix it. <laughs> It's poor. very real, though, because yeah. if you think about it, they they have three children. He's, yes. the, you know, the the uh, general manager of a grocery store, which is probably, a, you know, pays well, but not an exorbitant amount of money. Mm-mm. And she we kind of is also is a homemaker, but is also a part time real estate agent, though that hasn't come back. I mean, money would be a very real issue for this family. Yeah. Well, and and I like that about- they're addressing it. 
Yeah, because if you think about the fact that they probably had to live on a very strict budget where you have this much money per month for food, this much for clothes. If you lose 5% of your income, you're going to have to do some reshuffling. It's not yeah, yep. like it's not like yeah. you just that's nothing, you know, so I, I can see why maybe the bills were all out because they were trying to do a rebudget. That mm. makes sense. Not and there, just it, that all the bills were due. Right. But let's pull them all out, see what we spend see, on average, yes. and let's see where re- we can cut, where we can yeah. tighten. And of course, the first thing that goes is the the family vacation. It's like that's yeah. the first thing yeah. that goes. It has to be, even though it was. And this is kind of what I liked about it. You're a family in Philadelphia. A drive to the Jersey Shore is not a ridiculously long drive. You're mm. with your whole family. It's a good, fun place to go. And it would be in budget of a kind of a lower middle class family, which is yeah. what I think they are. Um, so th- I liked that it was it was very real. It wasn't like we can't go to Hawaii this year. That stinks. Right. It's we like, no, we go fly first class. Right. <laughs> we go. No, we go. We get in the car as yeah. a family and we drive and we go play a mini mini golf tournament. It also shows why Corey's looking forward to it so much because they do it every year. And it's like yeah. the big family vacation. I thought it played very, very real to me, this whole kind of storyline. Which I, I thought was cool. I'd like to make a suggestion that they everyone just has to lose one layer. Problem yes. solved. Again, that's what I say too. Remember, <laughs> save, yeah. save some shirts. Yeah. Save some speaking shirts. of speaking of shirts, uh, I was watching this episode with my wife, and she went too much patterns in this scene. Have you noticed? <laughs> so <laughs> Betsy's wearing a flower print sweatshirt okay, sweater yeah. on a flower couch. Right. Uh, Ben's wearing like a str- everybody's wearing different patterns. And then she's got like a, what she's sewing is like a pattern. It's a like flatter, pattern, on a pattern, yeah. on a pattern, on a pattern. It's like, whoa. <laughs> Once she pointed it out, you you can't unsee it. I was like, oh God, yeah, too much patterns. Like they, they, they must have shown up on Thursday night. Like I can't believe nobody caught it. Like, guys, yeah. let's so tone funny. it down. It's yeah, it's a little oh, much. That's funny. Uh, I love I love when hearing like what your fam each other's family members <laughs> point out about things. It makes me want to go back and and rewatch the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so Alan says that it wasn't up to him. It was Bob Williams who made the decision for the pay cuts. And Corey asks why he can't just fire Bob Williams. And Alan says he can't fire the district manager. That's one of his bosses. Amy asks Corey what he suggests, uh, what he suggests they do about it. And Corey says they should go in there and talk to everyone. And if it doesn't work out, he should just quit. And then he ends by saying, throw some weight around. Trust me, feels good. <laughs> I thought that was... Again, to Will's point about how real this all feels, uh, all of this is just so real for a kid where you really do. I remember being a teenager and thinking I knew everything and like, God, why don't why don't parents just ask me more? I'd I'd fix this for (laughs) them if they would just ask me. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, trust me, it's working. Okay, it's what I'm doing and it's totally working for me. My my life is great at 12. So I kind of have this down. I think I figured it out. Yeah. At your age. Yeah, of course. And then we're back in the Matthews kitchen. Alan is weirdly sitting on the island in the middle of the night. He looks like Hamlet. He looks like Hamlet pose. I did not even put that together. That is definite. No, I didn't put it together. I was like, why would he sit on the island? Oh, yeah. For that moonlit moonlit straight up Hamlet pose. It's a total Hamlet pose. And then he's holding the melon up like the skull. It's just Hamlet. I didn't put it together, but I'm also not super familiar with Hamlet, to be honest. So I didn't put it together. And I was like, what? Why would he sit on the island? There's a perfectly good chair right there. It's the middle. The night. Oh, it's straight. Why does he have the robe sort of draped over yes, his shoulder? Yeah, like, yeah, no, it's totally oh, while talking okay. to the skull. He's talking to the melon, which is talking to the skull. So it's yep. it's well, straight up. The last Hamlet poor York. Yep. Yeah. 
All yeah. right. I hope I'm not the only person who didn't know. I hope there were other listeners who were like, oh, otherwise it's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, so you really are the only one that hasn't had a Shakespearean talk with a Shakespearean historian. Wow. Yeah, I really wow. am. I Apparently <laughs> that's like very common. Not in my life. Um, so. Uh, and then he just leaves, by the way, just leaves the melon. I know. Yeah. We didn't even we didn't even get to well, all that. So that yeah. he's sitting on the counter. Amy walks downstairs. He asks if Amy sees him as a spear carrier or if his employees just see him as a pushover company man. Amy and Alan know he needs to talk to Bob Williams and Alan practices what he's going to say in the form of a cantaloupe. He okay. does it at first. Very calm and rational weirdest looking cantaloupe I've ever seen Thank in my you. Life. That's all I'm Sue there, said the entire uh, yes. night. I was like, what is that? Is that a, is that a coconut? Is May it a hairy I make coconut? A suggestion and I was like, based oh, on it's what a you guys said. Yeah. Is it supposed to look more like a skull? Maybe, but it because just it was looks indented. weird. I it, literally I was like, what is that thing that they're holding? I know. I, think I thought that partly too. Partly the, the dramatic lighting, the moonlight lighting, which is coming from a skylight above them. Like, why is the why is there moonlight coming from directly above? This episode had very dramatic lighting in general because, you know, and later music. with Bill, which makes sense. But this lighting was so over the top and him sitting and it, but the cantaloupe in the yeah. lighting just looked weird. Like I, I kept think going, it was I couldn't take my eyes to be, off it. I think it was supposed to be slightly rotten so that when he drops it, it explodes. I mean, like, I think that's the point. And uh, a fre- if you have a fresh cantaloupe, if you drop it from the three feet or four feet that he was up, it's probably not going to have that big break. That, it- But Sue said the same thing. She's like, what the hell is that? I <laughs> thought the exact same thing. And then just now when you said, oh, it's like when he's talking to the skull, the very first thing that popped in my mind was, oh, that's why the, that's why the cantaloupe was like okay, that. Maybe. It was narrow. It's narrow and kind of tall the way a skull would be. And also right. some of the like indents would be yeah. like eye sockets, nose. Right. Okay. So I, I think it was a very conscious choice for it to also yes a little rotten so that it would get me a cantaloupe like that. that looks like a skull exactly oh, find God, one that looks go like back a skull. to the grocery they, they went <laughs> how many melons, did they buy? melons. Yeah, yeah. exactly it just looks I, weird though i find it it's, I, I found agree. it so it was an off-putting melon yes, yes. <laughs> an off melon not a melon i like i, I don't <laughs> like that melon. i don't trust that melon <laughs> i didn't either it's a shifty melon something shady about that melon shady melon that's our new t-shirt Shady melon. Shady, shady melon. melon. Just Alan just holding a, a weird, deformed just, melon. Just shady a melon, melon with sunglasses on it. Just a shady melon. <laughs> That's a shady melon. That's a melon with a past. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no one trusts that melon. melon. just got out of jail. I just don't I'm trust it. You. Oh, man. It's like you can sleep on the couch for a week, but then you got to be out of here, melon. I just, you can't do it. <laughs> and then he steals all your booze. Exactly. Uh, we all, we all know that melon. That, we all know that melon. <laughs> we, all have, we all have that melon in our lives somewhere. So after Amy leaves, Alan says to the Bob cantaloupe, let me show you what I've always wanted to do to your head. And he drops the cantaloupe, which splats on the floor. And then he turns around and he just leaves it there. But he walks away saying, now my wife would call that cranky. Yeah. And just goes upstairs, I guess. He's I, the first one up and plans on cleaning it up. But no, she, later she, cl- she mentions later it. that she had to yeah. clean it up. He's yeah. just, just like, <sighs> deal with it, woman. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't go to sleep if there's a di- one dirty dish in the sink. I can't do it. <laughs> good can't. for you. So the idea of going to bed with a broken, shady melon this is good on, to know. I'm on the ground. I'm going to start bringing my dishes over and just leaving them at your house. I have this weird I'm very thing. much I, the same, Will. I love doing dishes. I love wow. doing dishes. I put on music. Like Sue and I cook oh. together. And then I put on some music. And the water's all nice and warm. And everything gets all soapy. I... 
I love doing dishes. <laughs> I don't care. I don't. Do you do like, them in your Batman underwear or sometimes? Like <laughs> sometimes it depends on how I'm feeling. Yeah, whether you need the. That's not the washing dishes. Do you put on a cape to do the dishes? A job for Batman. I, I, I hope that you put on a cape every night before you. dishwashing cape. Oh, yes. Do you wear gloves when you do the dishes? No, I like the feel of the the dishes. Yeah, Yeah, no, I like the feel of it there. Yeah, that's funny. I, like I don't care about doing dishes. Like I have, I use my dishwasher. I basically just rinse everything and put it in the dishwasher. You know, obviously big things you wash, but I am very much a person who feels um, my environment really sets the tone for my mood that day. And mm-hmm. if I'm in a very cluttered kind of claustrophobic thing, I will feel yep. out of sorts. And Same. so at yep. night after the kids go to bed, I spend 20 to 30 minutes walking around, picking, picking up the things, up. moving things yep. back, making sure everything's like Same. in its place and cleaned. And yep. then I can like look around the house, turn off the lights and go to sleep and wake up the next day, like ready for a new day. Do you make your bed first thing in the morning? No, I actually don't make my bed first thing in the morning because Jensen sleeps in later than I do. So I wake up and come downstairs, have my cup of coffee, do my little morning meditation and then get the kids up. Then when once Adler's gone to school, then I get ready for my day. And that's when the bed gets made. Okay. Yeah, it's like my feet hit the ground and because Sue gets up before me, but my feet hit the ground and the bed is made in like 30 seconds. Wow. Yeah, have to have to start with the like hospital it. corners. Like are you not not that I mean I like it. I like a nice clean bed. You know, there was that admiral who gave that great that great speech at the one of the the graduations. I forget his name, but he gave one of the most famous speeches a couple of years ago that people watch where he talks about the first thing you should do is make your bed because mm-hmm. then if the rest of your day is terrible, you've already accomplished one thing. Yeah. And when you come back at the end of the day, you get to get into a nice clean bed and you get to accomplish one thing first thing in the morning the next day, too. It was really cool. So mm-hmm. I've, I've but I've been like that since I was a kid. I always made my bed. Right. I just. Yeah. Very you know who doesn't make their bed? Shady Melon. Shady nope. Melon. No. Shady Melon Never. does not make the bed. No. no. And Even when you ask him to. soils every sheet he's on. He soils yeah, every sheet he's on. Yeah. I hate Shady we, Melon. We all know that melon. So we're in the school hallway. Sean arrives in his costume. He is now yes. Polonius, a oh, role so he funny. got when Corey dropped yep. out. You look so great. This scene writer. This. You could tell that I just love wearing the fat suit. Yep. <laughs> I, keep, yep. I keep doing like little fat jiggles to like yeah. emphasize that I'm so like, <laughs> I'm an actor in a costume. Let me be funny. And the death scene, I get to die all over the place. It, it is a great death so scene. great. <laughs> yep. Fun. Yeah. Sean says it's really cool because in act three, scene four, Polonius dies. And then you act it out. And the way you bounce off the lockers and fall to the ground <laughs> so and oh, jump up. Man, it was so fun. I was yeah. like having fun through you. <laughs> Is this the first time we kind of see Sean excited about something at school? I think it so. is right. It's like yeah. the first you see him light up because of a project at school. It was a cool side of him that you never yeah. really got to see before. I know. Yeah. Sean clearly should have been a theater major. Like he yeah. clearly should have been in theater. He loves it. <laughs> he loved it. And I hate to do this because I hate calling out background. But a young woman walks through the scene right when you are both there and it goes to the locker behind you. Yes. And she's not good. She's got a weird, like she's making this weird face as she walks by, like somebody just told her something horrible or some complex algorithmic. Well, I, you know what's strange. funny? I noticed her because she was alone. Yes, it was yeah. and then just awkward. stands there at the. But I think it's. I think it's awkward. It's just bad direction in general because, like, I think they had to keep the hallway empty for me to do, be able to do the death scene. So they were like, no, yeah. So it's it's like a completely empty hallway except for Corey and me, and then she comes in after yeah. my death scene, and it's just awkwardly there alone. It's it's bad direction. It was weird. Like it's it was weird. Fault. Yes, let's bring weird. her in. We have her in the waiting room right now. <laughs> I actually invited her to be here. Horrible. Uh, in episode come on in. Yeah, let's, let's I talk. I didn't mean that. I didn't. Mean 
me that. No, she's just, it's like somebody just told her her uncle was Shady Melon. That's what it came, but it's, Sarah, she comes in with this kind of weird look on her face and then just has to stand there. And you're right. Yeah. It is just bad direction. No, it's bad it's direction. Like, just, like it was so, because uh, I noticed her and I didn't think she was bad. I just was like, why, why am I noticing this person? It's because she's the only one in the whole yeah. room. That maybe that's what, maybe that's what it yeah. was. It was just, it was so uncomfortable, yeah. so weird that it came yeah. off as she was so bad weird. when she wasn't. It was just bad direction also it never bumped me if it wouldn't have bumped me if there was nobody in the hallway because you guys no. are in play rehearsal it seems right. like it seems like they're the other the kids are doing other things so it, yeah. was, right. like, it was an odd choice in the hallway when he shouldn't be basically correct right. exactly. yeah. class and, is in session right now right right yeah. yes right yeah. So Sean says Minkus is doing pretty bad a- as Hamlet and that Minkus won't back out. He asks Corey to come back to the play as a favor. Sean says he may have to quit, but too many people are relying on him. And even his dad is coming to watch the play. So you actually don't Shit. say that you may have to quit. You say you will not. Absolutely not. You've got people who rely on you, which I thought is yeah. so cute. Yeah. We see Sean have responsibility and he takes it seriously and he yeah. likes it. And that your dad, who possibly abuses you, is going to come <laughs> and watch come. you in a school That's play. That's all I care about. <laughs> oh, praising my dad. Is your dad Shady Mellon? <laughs> but Chet is kind of a Shady Mellon. <laughs> Chet is kind of a Shady Chet's, Mellon. Chet's a wow. Shady Mellon. Corey realizes he's alone as the quitter after Sean rejects his offer to play hoops and runs to catch up with his friends. By the way, Dusty, one of the people who walk by when you go, hey, wait for me. And he shakes his head like, no way, dude, and walks (laughs) off. And then you say, if they disobey me again, I'll sit on them. them. (laughs) Emphasize fat suit. With a little, yep. like, yeah, give him the shake, a little, the like, fat shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, so cute. Funny. Get it. One of one of the many dusty features in this episode. Yeah. And then we're in the school theater. Minkus is rehearsing, and he's facing the back of the stage. Oh, Feeney stops him scene. and tells him to put on his glasses so he can face the correct d- direction. And even though Minkus says glasses aren't right for the period piece. Minkus. Him also almost stepping off the stage and and Bill stopping him was hysterical. Commitment, man. Like, yeah, he's yeah. like gonna do it unless Bill yeah. stops him. Like, yeah, yes. it was great. So yeah, it really was really well done. And also, I love that you can tell Lee weighed like sixteen pounds because right. the way yeah. Bill just stopped him, <laughs> it just was do just one like, finger. Yeah. <laughs> he's like putting his full weight on your stomach, and you have to act like it means something. I know. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I also oh, love God. the fact that. Minkus is bad at something. I know. Just flat yeah. out bad at it. And everyone's kind of stuck with Minkus doing this this thing. Which but is I, great. I love that he's bad at it for funny reasons. Do you know yeah. He's bad because yeah. he takes it too seriously. Exactly. That's he's super so clever. into yeah. it. It's great, but he's just he's he's not good at it. It's it's oh. hysterical. Yeah. Well, Minkus tries to do his Hamlet lines in a southern accent with oh. his foot on Topanga. Killed me. Oh my gosh, it's so funny. He does such, obviously, he does such a great southern accent, and yeah. Panga can't breathe, <laughs> so she pushes him off, and then he says, I can't work like this! I can't work like this! I remember everything. I remember, I remember that. Yeah. I remember, remember that. this too, yeah. That I yeah. remember. Guys, I've said it my whole life, not remembering that it Where was it from Boy from? Meets World. <gasps> oh, I yeah. With that same inflection. With that same yes. inflection. Yeah, you're imitating Lee. Anytime I do too. I'm anywhere and something isn't working, I'll say, I can't, I work, can't like- work like this. And I didn't know where it came from. I just thought yeah. it was like in a movie or something I saw yep. or like, I didn't know. Exactly and then I watched the, the episode way. and I had to pause and I said, I've been saying it my whole life. You've been oh. quoting Boy Meets World. I you have. You're quoting, quoting your own show. Boy Meets World. And I didn't know. 
I've done that with multiple lines, like multiple things. Uh, and really? already this season, I've seen a few of them. Yeah. And this is this is definitely one of them. Like, well, I know the oh. inflection. And it's because they were great moments in our lives. Like, we were there on show night. Lee yeah. delivered the line like this. Obviously, he, he probably delivered it like it all week. And it, it got a laugh every rehearsal. It got yeah. a laugh every table read. So it's just like ingrained in our brains as like a funny way to say something. Yes. But it actually doesn't make sense to anybody else. <laughs> No, no one else would get it. It's a reference to our own show. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I can't believe we do that. That's embarrassing. (laughs) Is it or is it actually kind of cool? Well, it's cool, cool, but also I'm like embarrassed that then if anybody were to say to me like, oh, that's funny, I would be like, yeah, I just made it up. Like, I don't know. I I didn't know. I thought I actually got it from, I must have seen it in some movie somewhere. I never Mm would have thought it was a Boy Meets World line, but Mm -hmm. I've been saying it my whole life and writer has too. It's so funny. All right. The best, Lee Norris. Okay. Feeney ends rehearsals for the day and Corey asks how, he asks Feeney how the play is going and Feeney says not well. Corey admits he didn't think his quitting would affect the play so much and Feeney says he didn't either, to be honest. Corey says he'll come back, but Feeney says Minkus is his Hamlet and he offers Corey the spear carrier role. And then he says there are no small parts, only small actors. Corey says he wouldn't have quit if the school was doing something cooler, like scenes from The Terminator or a Steven Seagal <laughs> soliloquy. And then Feeney turns off the lights and recites Hamlet. And oh. we see the amazing William Daniels do Shakespeare. Do some Shakespeare. Awesome. It was yeah. awesome. Great. What so other cool. kid show would do this? I mean, yeah. we were at heart, quote unquote, a kid show. And you've got William Daniels doing Hamlet. Yeah. Well, you know, we 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 recap that episode with the um uh, kid gloves with the graduate shot. Yeah. And you said yeah. oh, it felt like this whole episode was an excuse for that. This felt like this whole episode could be an excuse for this scene and it's worth it. It works. You know what yes. I mean? like, and it's this worth is, it. Absolutely. This is what you do. This is what yeah. you do. You set up a, a moment where you allow Bill Daniels to deliver a Shakespearean moment yep. and it's totally worth it and, and great. Nail and it. exactly and what you should just, do. Yeah. Uh, but and it's, also, it, it, to the credit of the episode, what a great idea to have a bunch of kids. And basically, it's an episode of BTS behind, behind it's a BTS episode behind a high yeah. school, like a, a junior high play. school play, you know, yeah. which is like a great yeah, idea where you can you let kids go with tons of hijinks. And then Bill Daniels as Hamlet is just. And from yeah. an acting standpoint, watching him just let the words do the work. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when you get Shakespeare, in, which is it was so funny because it's it's essentially what Lee is doing as Minkus in the show is he's putting so much into it and he's he's getting so right. big and, and Bill back. doesn't. Bill just kind no. of believes he it and he says yeah. the words yeah. and perfectly just, yeah. and and feels the sentiment and just lets the words do the work and it's brilliant. It's yeah. so brilliant. Oh, what a scene! It was just uh, yeah, totally worth the price of admission. Yeah, in fact, Will, I would say the lighting and the music I bothered me. Because I right. felt like it was trying too hard to like say, yeah. hey, kids, this is a dramatic moment that scares Corey. When the reality is like the words were doing it. Bill's performance was yeah. doing it in a way that's more intrusive that the, the show was sort of like hitting it and underlining it. And Bill yeah. didn't like his performance is like how he probably would actually have played Hamlet's the, the ghost, you know, like yeah. how he would have actually played it if he were cast in that role, which is the better way to go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in a weird way, I wish they had pulled back on the lighting and the, the dramatics of it a little bit more. Because it was, it was just this yeah. understated performance where he just, yeah. he's saying the words and you feel the sentiment and you got, I got a chill. It was like, wow, yeah. that's how it's supposed to be. It was great. Well, he proves Corey wrong. It does scare and interest him. And um, guys, when we had Bill on the show, didn't he say Hamlet is a role he wish he he had played? Yeah. yeah is that true? I think so. Was it Hamlet? 
you know, I think it was. Yeah, that's what Bonnie said. Was it mm-hmm. Hamlet or was it Macbeth? It was Hamlet. I think. I think it was Hamlet. Yeah, I think it was. I think, I right. think we asked him if there was anything he ever wanted to play, and Bonnie said he should have done Hamlet. Mm. Well, we are in the Matthews living room. Eric gets excited thinking Alan has come home, but it's only Corey. Amy and Alan, um, Amy says Alan went down to talk to the regional manager about the pay cuts. And Corey says Alan can't talk to Bob Williams because they'll fire him. And he goes to stop him. But then Alan comes through the door. Alan says it wasn't the easiest meeting he's ever had. And he didn't get the money he wanted. He didn't quit, even though he was tempted. And he because he didn't want to let his family down. Corey says he wishes he didn't quit his play because he let a lot of people down and compares being a lead in a play to being a dad. Morgan yells to Amy that Alan is home so they can start, but Amy runs up to tell her not yet. Corey says it's okay they're not going to the Jersey Shore, and he's okay if he never sees Goofy Golf again. Alan says then he's going to be really disappointed when he sees what's in the backyard. Let's go. Can know. we just take a step back? That I love that when Ben, when Corey makes the comparison, like it's like being a dad. <laughs> Rusty's like, no, you know, like, yeah, I, no, like, no. <laughs> like that. Like you're trying to make a connection here. I, I just thought that was funny because that's what the, sh- the episode is doing, right? The show yeah. is trying to make this connection. I like that we just address it. Like Corey's like, it doesn't this is the work. lesson, and, and, and Rusty's like, no, that doesn't make any sense at all. And yeah. I, just, I, I thought that was a great little touch to say the thing and then dismiss it. Yeah, yeah. So then they run to the backyard and he sees Goofy Golf is set up and he says how much he loves Goofy Golf. Corey says it's great because now they don't have to drive to the Jersey Shore to play. Morgan, Eric and Amy come out in their gear to play golf and offer Alan and Corey one chance to back out now. And Corey says he quit quitting and uh there you know it's revealed that there's a they're cheaters there's a imperceptible we're not quitters but we're cheaters we're cheaters on Corey's uh personal golf course that no it's not the matthews family golf course just for Corey. it's not my family it's just Corey. forget morgan Corey was the one who was the most disappointed about the the thing being canceled i had a professional sign made for the love of god like what that was like hand calligraphied what's what's going on here you got other kids, he spent Alan. So much money. <laughs> You're still bad at TV Dad. You know what? TV I will never get over TV Dad. dad. Oh <laughs> Look God. at me, TV Dad. I cry too. <laughs> I matter. There's I matter. real there's real feelings under these huge long flannel shirts. And hands. And hands and feelings under here. Hands and feelings under here. This is how you turn a normal kid. Into Shady Melon. That's they, just how it is. How it happens. If you just don't pay attention to them, whole they episode rot, about they that. They rot in the sun. <laughs> and then we get a really fun tag or a great button. tag. It's great the tag. school theater. The Hamlet play is on. Minkus is doing his Hamlet. Corey and another student, actor Ryan Tomlinson, are playing the spear carriers. So great. And he is just so bored. He says, if I was any more bored, I'd be dead. Corey tells dead. to have some pride, make being a spear carrier his own. So the other student walks over to Sean and pops his inflatable belly with the spear, which for some reason immediately makes all of us start fighting each other. Chaos! <laughs> when, once your thing is, is popped, your belly is popped and you push him, the rest of us just start yep. pushing and shoving yep. each other, which makes absolutely no sense, but it sure is funny. Minkus falls off the stage and everyone starts pushing each other to Panga and Dusty are fighting. I was very excited about this. <clears throat> Eventually, Corey pushes Topanga off the stage with the back of his spear, and he's the last one left on stage. Stage, and he has this perfect little moment of doing a little, yep. a little jig. And Indy was 
jumping up and down on the couch, like really? jumping up and down. He's like, yeah. And I was like, what is going on? What do you, he's like, he just loves the chaos. chaos he's like, yeah. oh. and he's like, he's flexing. He's showing his muscles. He just thought it was the funniest thing that like Corey took over the show and oh, ruined everything. Great. Oh, Andy was so happy. He's just like bouncing up and down at the end of this episode. I was like, wow. So do we have a too much shirts? Uh, no, I did. I did actually record, but it wasn't much more than like, what are you doing? He's just like, he was bouncing off. He was throwing it. Ah, it's everybody. I was like, you just love chaos. So basically yeah. what I just said was all it was. There's not chaos. much more to it. Kid chaos. But that's the thing that shows you perfectly. Again, we keep talking about this. Indy yeah. got something out of the show. We got something out of the yeah. show. It's It worked for everybody. Yeah. Really four quadrant, well baby, four quadrant. Yeah, you know, worked. this actually did. This did remind me of my real life. My first acting job, I played a, a a guard in some horrible children's play. I was five years old. Wow. My first play, and my brother and I were just guards. We had no lines, and we decided to come up with a bit in the front of the stage. We just had to stand at the front of the stage for an entire like scene while this stuff was going on. And we, my mom built us, my mom made our costumes. We had these, we was like a Russian, I don't even know what the play was, but we were like Russian guards. We had these like big furry hats that my mom sewed for us. And we decided to come up with a whole bit where I pulled out a carrot and started eating it. And then he like made me put it away. And then like, and then I tried to do it again and he like went and grabbed the carrot for me and like walked to the other side of the stage and then he starts eating the carrot. Oh my and So gosh. it was like this whole like, and we just came up with this whole bit and <laughs> it got to the point where, I mean, we only did the play, I think like three times over a weekend, but it got to the point where everybody was laughing at us and we were stealing the show, you know, because ah. there's a bunch of like eight year olds behind us and we were like the younger kids that were just given the like, oh my but anyway, I totally thought I was like, this actually happened in my life, like where I was basically a spear carrier and trying to come up with a bit to steal the show. Wow. Yeah. Do you think you told the writers about this experience and they were like, we're going <laughs> to take like, it? Let's use that. <laughs> let's use that. We're taking this. We're doing that. Wow. So I wrote this episode is what we're saying. Yes. Yeah. Basically, yeah. you didn't yeah. create this podcast, but you did write this episode. You did. <laughs> okay. We'll give you credit where credit is due. <laughs> Shady Melon, I'd like to thank you for coming up with the idea for this podcast. <laughs> and taking guys. all our stuff. Yeah. Thank you guys for being here with us. This has been Pod Meets World. You can follow us on Instagram, Pod Meets World Show. Uh, you can also f uh, send us your emails, podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. And we've got merch. Merch. Podmeetsworldshow.com. <laughs> Our next episode that we will be recapping is season one, episode 21, Boy Meets Girl. It originally aired May 6th, 1994. That's the day after my birthday. Aww. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> I don't know what you, I don't know what you want us to, to say. Nothing. Happy, I, I, happy it's not birthday. even the day of my birthday, which would almost be worth mentioning, but the day after my birthday. It's a so. couple months before mine. <laughs> and like seven months before mine. <laughs> but Ryder and I were both born on the eleventh. We're eleven. Oh brothers. god, the eleventh thing. Yeah. Oh, it's so powerful. It's we're so eleven brothers. We're eleventh brothers. Hey. It's, it's what hey, happens. I'm, yeah. I'm gonna I'm, I'm not gonna sure hold that's you. a coincidence, guys. I, I don't think it's a coincidence. It's, it's not I, I'm gonna put my arms around you. Look on the brother. back of a dollar bill. Hey, there's, there's an eye above the pyramid with the hey. 11. On 11. Exactly. For Boy Meets World. If birthdays. you take a 20 and you look in the window and of the Capitol, there's there somebody is a holding shady a small melon 11. Looking out <laughs> with holding up the number 11. Telling you. It I'll, means I'll tell you something. what our shirts need to be is a, I'm a shady melon. I'm a shady That's melon. That's what it should and be. He's, just hold, is, he's, he's wearing a shirt that just has the number 11 on it. Yes. Because yes. it means something. <laughs>
Yes, this means something. <laughs> all right. Who wants to send us out? We love you all. <laughs> we love you all. Pod dismissed. <laughs> Pod Meets World is an iHeart podcast produced and hosted by Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong. Executive producers Jensen Karp and Amy Sugarman. Executive in charge of production, Danielle Romo. Producer and editor, Tara Sudbach. Producer, Jackie Rodriguez. Engineer and Boy Meets World superfan, Easton Allen. Our theme song is by Kyle Morton of Typhoon. And you can follow us on Instagram at Pod Meets World Show or email us at podmeetsworldshow at gmail.com. This episode is brought to you by Huggies Little Movers. Listen, Huggies knows that babies come in all shapes and sizes, and so do their tushies. Especially when they start really moving. With Huggies Little Movers, you get their best-fitting diaper with its curved and stretchy fit. That's right. So no matter what kind of mover you've got, they'll feel protected and comfy while their little tushy wiggles and jiggles all around. Huggies Little Movers has curves designed to fit all baby curves, and helps provide up to 12-hour protection against leaks. So, make the switch to Huggies Little Movers today. We got you, baby. When it comes to Pod Meets World, we're synonymous with two things. Watching our younger selves on a TV show from 30 years ago, and loving Hyundai. The first ever fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5. With up to 303-mile range, available two-way charging, and other category-defining features, the fully electric Hyundai Ionic 5 is one of the most teched-out electric vehicles ever. And as you know, we are tech heads. The standard ultra-fast charging capability gives you an 80% charge in just 18 minutes when using a 250-plus kilowatt DC fast charger. And with the available two-way charging, you can charge larger electronic equipment inside and outside the car, backyard or side yard. Hyundai, it's your journey. Learn more at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. 2024 Ionic 5 rear-wheel drive has an EPA-estimated driving range of up to 303 miles. Actual range will vary with options, driving conditions, and habits, vehicle and batteries condition, and other factors. Available in limited quantities and select states only. When I'm on my way to drop off the kids at school and I'm on about five hours of sleep and I haven't had my coffee yet, I'm truly one of a kind. Yeah, this sounds like the beginning of a horror movie. It is. But there is one thing I can do immediately to bring some comfort and calm to the situation and keep me moving forward. Eat Keebler Sandies. I like to think that if the good-looking guy was still around, sitting on the couch, comforting himself about not getting into college, he'd ditch the Cocoa Puffs and down some Keebler Sandies instead. Mixed with chocolate syrup? Ooh, why not? When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat to keep you going. Each Keebler Sandies shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for Keebler Sandies shortbread cookies to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com.